Shoulder of Orion is brought to you by the generous support of our incredible patrons. To learn more about joining our Patreon, please visit www.perfectorganism.com forward slash support. Officer KD6-3.7. Let's begin. Ready? Yes, sir. Recite your baseline. In blood black nothingness began to spin. A system of cells interlinked within cells interlinked within cells interlinked within one stem. Fuck off, good job. And dreadfully distinct against the dark, a tall white fountain plate. Cells. Cells. Have you ever been in an institution? Cells. Cells. Do they keep you in a cell? Cells. Cells. When you're not performing your duties, do they keep you in a little box? Cells. Cells. Interlinked. Interlinked. What's it like to hold the hand of someone you love? Interlinked. Interlinked. Do they teach you how to feel finger to finger? Interlinked. Interlinked. Do you long for having your heart interlinked? Interlinked. Interlinked. Do you dream about being interlinked? Interlinked. What's it like to hold your child in your arms? Interlinked. Interlinked. Do you feel that there's a part of you that's missing? Interlinked. Interlinked. Within cells interlinked. Within cells interlinked. Why don't you say that three times? Within cells interlinked. Within cells interlinked. Within cells interlinked. Within cells interlinked. Welcome to Shoulder of Orion, the Blade Runner podcast. I am your host, Jamie Prater, and this is... Patrick Green. Dan Ferlito. And we are back after over a month break from uh, posting episodes and recovering from 2019 and our event and a lot and the new year. And uh, we thought we would come back and talk about some things happening with us. Hopefully by the time this comes out, not every listener is died of coronavirus which is broadcasting to a post-apocalyptic world but you know patrick and his kids are quarantined let's be clear you cannot catch coronavirus by listening to this podcast there's a lot of things you can get coronavirus from but this podcast is not one of them so support the show consider joining us on patreon uh we will be do uh we will not give you coronavirus unless you meet us in which case who knows maybe we have it hard to tell maybe yes but uh we felt like we should just come back and just say hello to everybody and uh, talk about a new series that we were uh, we've been planning. It's a 2049 series. I'll let Patrick say the name if you remember it because we came up with the name just a few minutes ago. Um, and we of course I remember this. This name is very memorable, Jamie. Okay, what's the name? You've never seen a miracle. The journey to 2049. I hate joy. The journey to 2049. <laughs> James, <laughs> the, the, the original. Oh, I, I said joiny. That was a nice one. The original title was uh, was scraping the shit, and then we decided let's go with the rest of the quote. And <laughs> scraping the shit part. Scraping the shit. So uh, <laughs> scraping the shit. This is gonna be this is gonna be an absolutely amazing uh, chance to revisit this film. You know, we were talking before we started recording about you know what are some new angles we can come at this from because obviously we've talked at great length about 2049 we went through our whole list of what we've already covered things that we've you know wanted to get to in the past not had a chance to and we realized this really interesting fact which is that the whole first like six months of this show were basically in the lead up to 2049 it was all the speculation it was all the like you know like what could this be like what could happen is fandom ready are we excited are people you know emotional about it it was all this sort of all of this um foreplay you know for the big event and then when it came out we were so you know enamored of the film and so excited by the the ideas and the philosophical underpinnings of it and the characters that we spent a really long time just sort of bathing in the world of the movie but we never really had a chance to go back and talk about 
where the movie came from and how it came to be. And the incredible story that this film has outside of the story of the world that Fancher and Green and everybody created, and, and Villeneuve, obviously, uh, the world of the journey to making this movie that has become, in the intervening two and a half years, a real landmark in contemporary cinema and something that uh, has found almost unprecedented acclaim within a fandom that is like a cult fandom, very dedicated to one movie that was 35 years old. And then another one came out and it was embraced almost, almost, you know, exclusively. There's obviously were some dissenters to it. Yeah. But universally nearly. Yeah. I mean, and it was, and it was a, a really big success. And so figuring out why and figuring out what the, what the journey to that looked like, I think will be so much fun. Totally. Yeah. We uh, sat down and brainstormed some ideas and we're also going to reach out to you guys and do some posts on field of Calantha to try and include you guys um, as much as we can to bring up some new ideas. There's, there's a lot of discussions that just happen organically on the shows that we've um, we've seen, such as what we just talked about, you know, who were some people and fans who had dissenting opinions about 2049 or who don't think the script is, is well-written or whatever the case may be. And, you know, we want to have some of those discussions with you guys online so that we can bring them onto the show and kind of cover that. Um, as we said, we're talking about uh, going into uh, the you know, almost three years since the movie came out. And, uh, yeah, we want to kind of reflect on it in a different way than we've done before. So we're, we're excited to do that with you guys. Some other ideas are things that we're talking about episode ideas in terms of who is Denis Villeneuve? Um, where did he come from? Who was this guy? Uh, what are his films? What are the films that maybe paved the way for 2049 films like arrival? Um, uh, what's the film with Hugh Jackman? Fantastic film. Prisoners. 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 Which we just bought uh, the uh, extended. Ed- There's a, a new edition of it on. Vi- well, I don't know if it's new, but we just found it that had uh, like a ton of special features on it, on digital. That movie is a fucking masterpiece. It is. And I think we don't and talk about it. A enough. little scary too. It's a scary. Is film. Is that Deacons? Did Terrifying. Deacons do the? Uh, was he the DP? I think so. I think yeah. so. I'm not positive yeah. though. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up. But like, yeah, I mean, right away, obviously, we're talking about some really fantastic films and the kind of filmmaker that uh, Denny is and why he was suited for the Blade Runner universe, um, even though on the outset, if you look at his films and the texture of his films, they're very different looking than Blade Runner. They're very much, much cleaner. They're much um, more cerebral in a way they're they're not as um texture there's not as much texture in if you look at of course the original blade runner which speaks to who ridley scott was at that time so why did they choose him why did alcon go to him why was he this director that they essentially rolled a red carpet out for and uh, I, i'd like to get into that and who know it Along with that, um, we've we have some great opportunities to hopefully talk to some really interesting people. We will announce that, or announce those interviews when we know that they're finalized, or at least looking like they're finalized. We don't want to get anybody's hopes up, but it it, it can be exciting. Um, and like you said, Patrick, I think it's really great to come at this film from a different way. A lot of us, well, a lot of the people who listen to the show, they know how we fe- we feel emotionally about twenty forty nine or certain characters and where this film sits in our lives philosophically, emotionally. And we might, we'll, we'll definitely get into that again in a different way, but we wanted to discover how this miracle was made because it shouldn't have been made. And it was, and it shouldn't have been made for $125 million based off of the box office of the original, but it was. And why, why that happened, why they thought let's, 
let's invest $125 million in this film and shoot it in Budapest and uh, release it. And so I think there's there's a lot there. I'm excited, for sure. Just want to throw out, uh, you were right, it was Deacons who worked with, with Villeneuve on, uh, on Prisoners. And I'm not surprised because it is a it is a beautifully shot, beautifully lit movie. But you, I mean, you look at it, and I'm, I'm not trying to derail this into the Villeneuve episode, but like <clears throat> the track record that he had going into 2049, you have Sicario, you have Asandi, you have um, uh, Enemy, which I absolutely adore as a film. You have Arrival, you have these crazy, crazy movies that are just one after the other, such a hit. And then they take this enormous chance on 2049. And not only is it such a success that it, you know, guarantees the future of this franchise and, and film, it also opens the door to him to to do Dune, which is, of course, what he's been working on, you know, like a like an animal um, over the last, you know, I don't know how many months it's been since it went into production, but it's been a long, feels like it's been a long time. And uh, and he has emerged, you know, within just these last few years as a, a among cinema people, a household name. Whereas before this, you know, I, I would bring his name up. Maybe it's because I wasn't saying it correctly. And people would be like, who are you talking about? And I'd be like, you know, Dennis Vilnov. No, I'd be like, you know, Dennis Vilnov. The That's what I called him when I first when oh, I did man. You <laughs> did, there were episodes of this good. show where Jamie is going Villanueve. I was like, yeah. I, that is definitely And not then I saw an interview with Ryan Gosling, and he's sort of making fun of people who say his name that way. Yeah. He's like, who's Dennis Villanueve? I'm like, shit. he's latino um but but anyway so so my point being that there is this whole other you know journey to this movie that we haven't even really gotten a chance to go back and talk about and that's what we're really excited to do i also want to say while we're taking a second that um part of why we've taken this time off is uh in prepping to address two really amazing new entries into the literature around this film that have come out over the last four or five months uh, the first one is by our great friend Robin Bunce. It's Blade Runner 2049 and Philosophy. This breaks the world. Um, it features some writing by some familiar names, uh, as well as some names who uh, are uh, maybe less familiar, but are incredibly gifted. It's a great book, and you can buy it right now on Amazon and elsewhere. Um, so we've been reading through that. We've also been reading through another dear friend of the show, Tim Shanahan, who uh, wrote uh, Blade Runner 2049, a philosophical expert, edited rather. Um, Blade Runner 2049, A Philosophical Exploration, which is similarly available on all, uh, you know, major booksellers. Um, These are two books that, as they've been coming together, we've been lucky enough to have some kind of insider views into them. And seeing these things emerge fully formed into the world like this has just been absolutely thrilling. Um, And uh, and Tim was, I mean, to say kind enough doesn't even do it justice. He dedicated um, his book to us. Uh, which was just one of the great, you know, moments of my adult life. Like I took a photo of it when I opened that book up. I could not get over it. These these books are, if you are a longtime fan of the show, if you are a fan of Blade Runner, these are kind of you know must-haves because the heart and soul of fandom that courses through Fields of Calantha, that courses through this podcast, that courses through all these late night conversations we have, courses through these books as well. And so you are all in here just as much as we are. So um, the, this is a very long-winded way of saying. Uh, we're going to be talking about these books also this year quite a bit in different forms. So uh, we recommend you pick them up and get reading because uh, you can hopefully join in the conversations more down the road. So again, that's um, uh, Philosophy and Blade Runner. Or, sorry, Blade Runner 2099. 20, oh my God. Blade Runner 2049 <laughs> and Philosophy. Indices. I can't talk. Blade Runner Indices. <laughs> in, in, indices. <laughs> and, uh, and Blade Runner 2049, uh, uh, a philosophical exploration by and, Tim Shannon. 
And of course, if you haven't read uh, Shanahan's first book on Blade Runner, Blade Runner and Philosophy about the first film, um, highly, highly recommend it. We um, we didn't do an episode on it, but we had a two part interview with him and I read through the book a couple of times. And it, it's just it's really insightful, especially for those of you who like to get on online discussions about the film. Of course, this particular book is on the first film, but um because the concept is different than these other 2049 films and what he's doing is comparing classical and contemporary philosoph- philosophical concepts uh, to the film and breaking down certain things. Um, for those of you who like to argue about the Decarep debate as a good example, um, he has a whole section breaking down that debate in 10 different points and basically arguing for and against why Deckard is a replicant. But again, all from a back, a very well-educated back. He's got, you know, 35 years experience being a professor. Um, And so from a philosophical perspective, it really can help you construct some of those arguments and can help you lead you in those discussions. So highly recommend his first book as well. Also, I think what might be a part of this series and our ongoing discussions and we're trying to plan out this series but we're also trying to take it organically as well but we want to feature voices of the community find out what you guys are thinking about the film now maybe you know as we approach three years uh post-release um where were where were our fans uh when you know like 2019 where what were you guys thinking about a sequel did you ever think a sequel was going to happen we're going to uh post and ask for your opinions we'd like probably to have some of you on our show um we have friends like mark deckard and um uh, contributor micah um just to get uh, a chorus of voices a variety of voices to talk about uh this universe that we love and its future even like where where do we go after 2049 does it is there a sequel that should follow Staline or should we um, have a or completely a new, yeah, or a prequel or should it be a completely new story? You know, there's things that we want to explore. Like for instance, uh, in the news within the past couple months, Denis Villeneuve has gone on record saying he's woken up and had a dream about directing another no- film noir set in the universe of Blade Runner. What does that mean? Was that an announcement? Why would he say that? Especially after, um, the forward that he wrote in Shanahan's book saying, I'm done. Um, it's a 180 degrees turn on that. And why is he saying that all of a sudden? That's fascinating to me. Um, and I think that's something that it's worth exploring. I mean, of course we live in, in the era where people drop nuggets like that and everyone runs with them. And I'm sure there's websites out there saying there's another Blade Runner coming, you know, which there might be, who knows? Um, but again, within the discussion of Blade Runner, how did it do on Blu-ray and 4K and what were the sales like? Is there is there enough there to make a third film? Would they spend another $125 million on a third film? Does, yeah, can, does light, it, can lightning strike a third time? Yeah, does it need a third film? The same discussion we were going to have with this, maybe in a whole episode, did Blade Runner need a sequel? Um, and that's something I want to explore. Um, and we will. So I, I, again, I'm really excited. I think that there's a lot that we have not discussed um, in the two plus years since uh, this podcast started, that uh, will be an exciting few months. Um, and I, I also, I think it would be great. And I'm just throwing this out there now. Dune is on the horizon, and I think it would be great to take a break, watch Dune, cover it, see what Villeneuve is doing after 
after Blade Runner. Um, and, you know, we, we talk about it, we post about it sometimes through our official page. There's, you know, a lot of the people who are excited and support um, Denny for the work that he did on 2049 are, you know, over the moon for Dune. And I, I, I think that would be a ni- maybe, who knows, a nice break from the series, because I'm sure it will be still going on, um, to talk about Dune and uh, what it will mean for sci-fi. Could be a frame rate episode. I don't know. So before we wrap, um, we need to talk about Patreon too. We need to go into that's what that. I was about to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, before we wrap, just one last reminder: if you haven't joined Patreon yet, consider doing it. We've been, uh, although we have not been recording Shoulder of Orion for the last few weeks, we have been recording many frame rates, including one that just went up uh, yesterday on Predestination. So there's there's new content coming out there all the time. Um, and there's even sort of a separate Patreon community springing up now on the Patreon website where people are there commenting is, and yeah. interacting. And I'd it's, like it's to thank you great. guys for those comments. We do read them. I, 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 I kind of take care of Patreon. Jamie and Patrick certainly jump in as well, especially since there's um, alien related content as well. It's not just um, Shoulder of Orion, but for the frame rate episodes, you know, usually I'm all over it. If someone comments, I'll try and respond. But thank you, um, especially Mark Deckard, who's very active on Patreon and is usually commenting on the episodes. We really appreciate you guys' feedback and the conversations that you guys start. Um, and that's been a really, really fun side project for us. So we're really excited to bring you more film and uh, continue those discussions with you guys. Yeah, and just and, and, and any support you give us goes a huge way towards the future of the show and towards having, you know, a robust series coming up. And, and the more support we can get, the more we can we can do with yeah. it. So two you. bucks a month is the starting point. So that's just a, a you know very, very affordable for everyone. And uh I, I will accent all of that or uh, anecdote that with the idea of more audio dramas. I've had an idea for a story actually lately, the past few days. Um, and I would love to do that. And um, Patreon is going to make that possible. We did it before. It was a lot of work, a shit ton of work and it was rewarding and it was great. And we released it to a lot of uh, great reactions and some nice accolades, which was awesome. And I, I would love to do that again, but I would like to do that in a, in, in a way where it's a little easier, easier for us to do, um, which means support. And that's not going to happen unless, um, in, unless we continue to get support with Patreon. So thank you. Everybody. Thank you guys. To learn more about Shoulder of Orion, the Blade Runner podcast, please visit our official site at www.bladerunnerpodcast.com. If you'd like to become a patron and receive exclusive access to the entirety of our content, please visit www.bladerunnerpodcast.com forward slash support. Thank you.